This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us are here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining me as always. Shrine Bowl and Senior Bowl weeks are here. Shrine Bowl practices kicked off late last week. Wrapping up, I believe, today. This is recording on Tuesday night. The Shrine Bowl game is this upcoming Thursday. The Senior Bowl practices started this afternoon. And here at Saturday Sunday, we are ready to cover it wire to wire. Give our thoughts on some of the top prospects down at the Shrine Bowl. What we're looking forward to seeing in the game on Thursday. Guys that we think... Could see their draft stock rise over the pre-draft months and starting their process at the Shrine Bowl. But more importantly, really cover and set the stage for Mobile, for the Senior Bowl. The, the top prospects that are there, who from early reports from day one of on-field practice is shining. The guys that we think could be the highest drafted prospects from this. Lot to talk about. The pre-draft process is now officially underway. The Shrine Bowl, Senior Bowl, kick off the process. Then we transition to Combine. Then we got Pro Days. And, and here at Saturday Sunday, we will cover it throughout the entire pre-draft months here, getting us to the 2023 NFL Draft. So let's jump right into it. We'll talk a little bit about the Shrine Bowl at the end. Uh, you know, what, depending on when you're listening to this, the Shrine Bowl may already have happened. So let's let's talk with the Senior Bowl first. A lot of stuff to kind of get through there. So it's going to go by through the skill positions, talk about some things with the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. We're hoping to have some guests on next week who maybe uh, were down in Mobile to give us a little bit more of a hands-on perspective. But between NFL Plus and you know, ESPN, a lot of, uh, and then just Twitter in general, a lot of practice reps are out there for consumption. Uh, so opportunity to to look through it, you know, pretty detailed as well. But obviously people who were there, you know, get a lot better feel for certain prospects and, you know, talk to other people who were there and, and really get a sense of, who might have helped themselves, hurt themselves, et cetera. So hopefully we can have a guest on who maybe was down in Mobile this week. Uh, I know we're still working that on our end. So let's talk about the quarterback position. I think the 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 few names that really stand out, the first one is Jaron Hall out of BYU. Yeah, he's a little undersized, but I think he's got very good athleticism. He shows speed. He's got rushing ability. He's got mobility. Uh, he can throw on the run. He can throw from different platforms and arm angles. I think he's got above average uh, – Arm talent, he can push the ball vertically down the field. I like his accuracy and ball placement. He can throw a good touch. I think he shows good pocket presence and mental processing. Reports today were that he really struggled on, on day one. You know, he showed off that athleticism and that speed, but inconsistent as a passer. So that'll be something to kind of keep our eyes on uh, throughout the rest of the week and then also in the game. I kind of feel like Hall is one of those guys that, you know, when he's in a game-type setting, he shines a little bit more than maybe in a practice setting. I know he's got the athleticism and mobility, but I think he's ability to play off structure when things break down. I think that's one of his best traits, so I think that stands out a little bit more in a game setting. Uh, but obviously, we'd like to see the practice reports kind of turn around this week after the first day was a little bit lackluster. You know, and the main reason is is after the top 
you know, four quarterbacks, it's kind of up for grabs. So like a guy like Jaron Hall could, you know, would a, would a good pre-draft process elevate his stock to be a day two guy, maybe BQB five. So I think it's a big week for him. Another guy down there, Jay Kaner. A lot of people have kind of been saying, you know, he could be around three, round four guys. He's gotten some Brock Purdy comps, you know, Taylor Heineke comps. You know, he's a little bit physically underwhelming, you know, but he he throws a good anticipation and touch. He's got good accuracy, uh, shows good competitive toughness, is willing, you know, good competitive, you know, willingness to stand tall in the pocket, throw under duress, take a big hit, you know, so – Interesting to kind of see how Hayner performs down there. I don't think he's a guy who, you know, you know, in practice shines because I don't think he's got like those good or top notch athletic traits. But I could see him being a guy that the intangibles, the leadership, uh, when the coaches, you know, talk to him, when he interviews with teams, I could see Hayner being a guy that that you hear some positive buzz on coming out of Senior Bowl, and because it's such a lackluster quarterback group down there. If Jerron Hall struggles, I think the opportunity is there for Hayner to be the first quarterback taken from the Senior Bowl. You know, again, in that third, fourth round range, Hayner's a guy that we're seeing. It's not only about the athletic traits, right? He's got him. He, he can do some stuff. But if he can be a guy like what we've seen Brock Purdy and we've seen other guys, Taylor Heineke, come in, if that's where people are comparing to him in the NFL level, that's going to intrigue some teams, right? So he's a guy that this is a big opportunity for there. Uh, some other quarterbacks there, Malik Cunningham out of Louisville. Uh, he should be on the practice field tomorrow. Really great athlete, you know, can use his mobility, his athleticism to buy time inside the pocket, outside the pocket. He can throw on the move. You know, he's got to clean up some footwork and mechanics and accuracy stuff, but an athletic player who can make some things happen. Uh, he'll be down there. Uh, and then hookers down there, but not participating coming off the major injury, you know, so he, it's, if he was playing, he would be the clear, I think top quarterback prospect in this, you know, senior bowl who was actively participating. Uh, we got Tyson, uh, Badgett and a shepherd, uh, through 159 touchdowns during his collegiate career. He's got NFL size, six, three, two twenty, but obviously the major, jump up in level of competition, but he's got the NFL body. He's got, a, he's got, you know, arm talent is there. Uh, he's got accuracy. He can make gross all three levels of the field. He's got some above average athleticism, so he can make some stuff on the move. Uh, so accurate passer, quick reads, shows touch. So there's a lot to like about his game, but obviously the level of competition, the step up is big. So this is a big opportunity for him. If he shines and look like he belongs Maybe he can throw his mix name into the mix, similar to Jaron Hall and, you know, uh, Jake Hayner in terms of being a guy who could maybe be in that early day three range. You know, so this is this, this is a guy that the Senior Bowl is made for, right? A guy coming from Shepherd, you know, small school. This gives him an opportunity to put him on a level playing field with, you know, Division One guys, the top some of the top senior prospects in the country. So be excited to see him kind of down there as well. Uh, another guy, big week for is Max Dugan at TCU. Obviously, great statistical year for TCU. Uh, brought his team to the playoff. Right now, he's probably, I think, considered more of a mid-round pick. He's got the NFL arm talent. He's got shows good toughness. He's got some mobility in the pocket. But it's the accuracy and the mechanics, ball placement, that I think are some question marks. So a big week from him here could kind of springboard him to being in that 
you know, conversation we're talking about with Hall and Hayner that could he could he be on the the back end of round three or early day three? I think that's what these quarterbacks are kind of vying for. So it'd be interesting to kind of see uh, who could shine this week. And same thing with Clayton Toon. I think he's more of a day three guy, but great statistics. Arm talent's probably just average, but he shows good accuracy, especially in the short to intermediate range. The intangibles are there. I think he's ideal for a spread offense, but he's got good size and frame at 6'3", 210. So we'll see if Toon or or uh, Hayner or, or Hall or uh, Tyson Badgen, who could kind of materialize this week and kind of elevate their, their draft stock a little bit here because it is an open quarterback class after the top four names for sure. If we kind of spin this over to the running backs, you know, there's a handful. I think this is one of the best senior running back classes at the Senior Bowl we've ever had. Uh, Eric Gray out of Oklahoma, let's start there. I'm intrigued by this guy's skill set. I like the frame. Good to very good athleticism. He's got burst. He's got acceleration. Very good footwork. You see the change of direction skills. He has the agility and elusiveness to make people miss. Very good to great receiver. I like the hands, the route running skills. This is a guy who was underutilized at Tennessee, went to Oklahoma, could not really carve out a big role that last year of Kennedy Brooks there, but this year really exploded big year. I think Eric Gray is going to really intrigue NFL teams. I could see him being an early, early date three prospect and immediately be a part of a team's backfield plans due to his versatility, his three down capabilities, his receiving catching ability. Uh, I really like Eric Gray's game. He's a guy who I think I'm going to be over the market on for sure. You know, when final rankings and stuff like that come out, I think I'm going to like Gray more than a lot of people. Uh, the guy who I think is probably the top running back prospect down there is Kenny McIntosh out of Georgia. Good size, average frame. I would say above average to good athleticism, speed and acceleration, but he shows good bursts. I love the footwork, the agility, the ability to one cut and get up the field quickly. He can make people miss. Good play strength, contact balance, but really, I would say very good to great receiving skills. I think that is what is going to put him in the day two mix. We saw Rashad White get drafted on day two last year. Uh, we saw James Cook get drafted in round two. I, I like James Cook a little bit better, but I, I think Kenny McIntosh is right there with a guy like Rashad White that I think NFL teams are going to be intrigued with him. I could see him going somewhere in round three, if not early round four, because of his capabilities as a runner and, more importantly, as a receiver. So I really like McIntosh's game. Chris Rodriguez out of Kentucky about some injuries this year. Uh, but he's got great size and frame, good play strength, power, toughness. He runs physical contact balance to absorb contact, break through and break tackles. Uh, good footwork, above average vision and patience. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to, to kind of see him there this week as well. Uh, and probably the guy I'm most excited for at the running back position is uh, Ty J Spears out of Tulane. Good to very good athleticism, speed, burst, acceleration, can run in-gap or zone scheme. I love the change of direction, the agility, the open field ability. He's got very good vision, patience. Uh, yeah, there might be some durability frame workload in terms of the next level, but he can be a factor in the pass game. He's got return skills. I think Ty J Spears is going to be a guy that you see climbing rankings. You see him start getting talked about as a round three, round four type guy. I really like Spears. I'm intrigued by him. I think he's going to have a good week down there in Mobile and really turn some heads for sure. Uh, Evan Hull out of Northwestern, you know, 5'11", 210. He had almost 1,000 yards rushing, five touchdowns this year. 
546 receiving yards and 55 touchdowns. That's going to, I mean, 55 receptions, 546 yards and two touchdowns. I think that's going to be his bread and butter. I think he's a depth running back, but he's a guy who can play on all three downs. He's got receiving capabilities. Uh, I think he's got average athleticism, speed and burst, but he's got good vision and patience. He's got really good hands. Uh, not going to be a make you miss guy in the open field, but a really functional you know, depth running back piece that could be a weapon in the passing game when he's out there. So interested to kind of see hold down there. Uh, Rayshon Johnson out of Texas, very good size and frame, good to very good athleticism. I like the burst, the long speed, the acceleration, very good play strength, contact balance, finishing ability, good footwork and agility with the ability to one cut and get up the field quickly. He's got above average receiving skills. Listen, he played behind B. John Robinson. So let's not you know, penalize the fact that he didn't put up these gaudy collegiate statistics. I've been kind of saying, I think he's this year's Ramondre Stevenson, right? Ramondre Stevenson was not a starter, was a part-time player for Oklahoma. The NFL loved him. He got pushed, I think, to round four. Uh, and now we've seen him carve out, you know, a really good start to his career. Probably the Patriots, you know, lead runner moving forward. I think Johnson has a very realistic chance to go on day two, be a round three pick. You know, teams are not going to hold it against him that B. John Robinson was there. I think you're looking at a guy who is really going to climb the ranks in people's rankings in the pre-draft process. And I think, you know, Rayshon Johnson is going to be a guy who you just see elevating his stock in the entire months leading up uh, to the NFL draft. And I think people are going to be surprised where he goes, but I'm not going to be surprised. I think he belongs on day two. I think he belongs in round three. I think he's a complete player capable of impacting the game, running and receiving, playing all three downs. I'm a big fan of Johnson out of Texas. Uh, other guys at the running back position, you know, Chase Brown put up a insane season this past year. Uh, good size, really came in above what I think. I think most people were expecting him to come in at like 195. He came in at 215. So we're talking about if that's going to be the size he plays at, we're talking good size, good frame, chiseled, uh, great production this year. I would say his speed classifies. He's got good speed, athleticism. Uh, he made Bruce Feldman's freak list. He's got bursts. He's got first step. I think he shows good vision, one cut ability, can get to the perimeter. Uh, could be a little bit more patient at times, but he showed receiving production this year. Can be a weapon on thirds down. Doesn't, you know, his college weight where we thought was more like 195. I don't think he's necessarily a power runner, but I think he is a guy who could hold up. He can bounce off tacklers. So, you know, interesting week for him. I know the reports from day one were a little underwhelming, really struggled in pass protection. Uh, so that's something he's going to have to at least show that he could be functional. But I think Brown will turn it around. I, I expect Brown to look good in the game. I think he's more of a guy uh, – that, that shines in the game. We saw what he's able to do this year, you know, for Illinois when they didn't have a very good offense. So I like Brown. Uh, he's been moving up my ranks a little bit. Uh, I think he'll turn it around after, you know, what sounded like a first day that that left a little bit to be desired. Uh, came around people's out of Appalachian State, great size and frame, average to above average athleticism, good short area birds, vision and patience. Uh, you got the footwork with the ability to one cut and get up the field. I love the play strength, the power, the toughness, contact balance, physicality, break tackles, pick up extra yards. 
If we take this over to the pass catchers, let's start the tight end group for a second, and then you know we'll round it out with the wide receivers. Luke Musgrave might be the the highest drafted player from the Senior Bowl. He's in the conversation. Well, he only played two games this year. NFL scouts, NFL teams seem to love him. He's got great size, you know, good frame, very good athleticism, speed, movement skills. Uh, he's got catch radius. He's got length. Shows the ability to high point the football. Good toughness and physicality. Seen his routes at the catch point and when blocking. Good hands. So you're talking about a guy that you know doesn't have the the gaudy collegiate production, but kind of puts everything together. You know. I believe it was Lance Erline has Luke Musgrave as his tight end one in this class. I think that's not going to be a surprising theme that we hear about, you know, over the next couple months. The question is, does he go ahead of Michael Mayer, right? You know, does, is it Mayer? Is it Musgrave? Is it Dalton Kincaid? I mean, it sounds, what seemed like it was locked in Michael Mayer, I think is now up for grabs because I think Luke Musgrave, uh, Dalton Kincaid, they're very much in the mix. Uh, some other tight ends there, Cameron Latu out of Alabama, average to above average size. I think he could add a little bit more to his frame, uh, above average to good overall athleticism and movement skills. I like his short area quickness. I think, you know, average speed and route running, but I think his body control is really good. He shows the ability to high point, adjust to the football. He uses his body well to win contested catches. I think Cameron Latu, somewhere on day three, around four, round five pick, is going to be a guy that can carve out a role for himself at the NFL level as a tight end too with upside. Will Mallory, you know, he's he's been around a while. He's got good size, average frame, average athleticism, movement skills, uh, showed the ability to attack the seam, plays with good body control. He's got the catch radius and ball skills with the ability to adjust and high point the football. I think you're looking more of a round six, round seven type guy out of Mallory uh, who's never really put it all the way together. Uh, but he does have some pass catching abilities as well. Uh, if we keep this going, Davis Allen out of Clemson, the guy I just recently got eyes on, 6'6", 250, really good production last year, but he's got great size and length. He can play inline. He can line him up detached. He can attack the seam and get vertical. Uh, I would say his speed is probably straight line speed is probably average to above average. He doesn't have a lot of change of direction or yak ability, but he can find the soft spots and zones. Well, he's got really good length catch radius can win contested catches, uses his frame, create late separation. Uh, he's a willing blocker. I'd say his blocking skills are probably about average, but I think Davis Allen is the guy that we're going to see generate a little bit of buzz in the pre-draft process and be another guy that could be in that round four ish mix. Uh, Payne Durham out of Purdue, really productive past season. He's got great size and frame, uh, great production, good blocker with the play strength and effort to hold up at the point of attack. Athleticism movement skills are just average, but he uses his body and frame well. He creates space at the catch point. He wins contested catches. He can be a red zone weapon, uh, even with the athletic limitations and the minimal yak ability. Uh, Josh Wiley out of Cincinnati, great size. I think he could add a little bit to his frame, but he's got good athleticism, movement skills, acceleration, uh, shows some separation quickness and in and out of his routes. I like the body control, can shows the ability to high point and adjust it. So Josh Wiley, interesting player there as well. And then the last tight end I want to talk about is Braden Willis out of Oklahoma. He's 6'4", 235. So I think he's a move tight end or an H-back type. Willing blocker, gives good effort, but he's not going to be a guy that can line up in line and hold the point of attack. But this past year, 39 receptions, 503 yards. Plays with good toughness, good effort, like I said, in blocking. Core special teamer, played can play wildcat quarterback. Uh, so 
I like the athleticism. I like the movement skills. I like the production. I like the versatility. Braden Willis is an interesting name for sure. If we take this over to the wide receivers, who I'll be watching closely, uh, you know, when I watch film, let's start with an interesting guy, Elijah Higgins, at, coming out of Stanford. Might be a big tight end, might switch to a move tight end. Very good size. It's rare frame, at like 240-plus for a wide receiver. Good athleticism, speed, and movement skills. I like the play strength. I like the length, the ability to high point and win contested catches. Uh, I think he might be best as a move tight end, but he could be a jumbo wide receiver as well. But I kind of like the versatility of making him a move tight end. I think you see the best of Higgins' skill set in that situation than you would uh, by just watching, you know, by thinking he transitions to be a wide receiver. Uh, Puka Nakua out of BYU, all reports, I have not had eyes on him yet, but all reports from the first day of Senior Bowl was that he had a really impressive first day, getting open, creating separation, really good hands. So a guy, Puka Nakua, the guy I got to get some eyes on. Another guy down there, Trey Palmer out of Nebraska. We haven't talked about him at all this year. 6'1", 190. Uh, this past year, almost had 1,100 yards for nine touchdowns. Former big-time five-star recruit. We know that matters. Uh, very good to great athleticism, speed, acceleration, explosiveness, dynamic offensive weapon. He's got ball skills. He's got the ability to adjust. He can be a returner, used on manufactured touches. But, you know, things we want to see, you know, an expansion in terms of his route refinement, his route tree, uh, mostly lined up from the slot. So it would be nice to see if he can play a little bit outside you know, at the senior bowl and how he looks in those one-on-one practices against guys who are more prototypical outside corners. We're interested in see Jaden Reed reports from day one were very promising is a guy who I liked back in the summer. Yeah. He's a little undersized, but he's got good to very good athleticism. There's speed, there's bursts, there's acceleration There's you know, really good footwork, short area quickness. He's got ability to do things in the open field. Great yak ability, agility, elusiveness. He's, I think, a really good route runner. Shows ball skills, body control, the ability to adjust. I'm, I really like Jaden Reed. I think he's going to be a guy that maybe he sneaks in the round three, but I could see him being more of a round four type guy. But I really think Jaden Reed is a guy who's going to have a good career at the next level. Uh, Trey Tucker, the speedster out of Cincinnati, he should look good down there. Explosive. Space player shows good separation. Trey Tucker is a name that we haven't talked much about, but you know people are going to be familiar with it for sure. Uh, the other speedster, undersized receiver, is Nathaniel Dell out of Houston. Reports from day one were that he was uncoverable in terms of getting in and out of his breaks cleanly and smoothly. The speed, the explosiveness, uh, the burst, the acceleration—he he's got it all. So this guy, you know change of direction, agility, looseness in the open field. Nathaniel Dell is a guy who I think his stock is rising. He could push to be a day two pick. You know, we saw Wondell Robinson go day two last year. We saw Calvin Austin. I think, you know, I think Calvin Austin might've been round four. Uh, I think Nathaniel Thell is a guy who could easily see his name called in round three or round four due to the explosiveness and playmaking ability that he brings uh, to an offense. Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. You know, some think he can crack the, the top 100. Some people think he's more, you know, of around four, round five guy. He's got size, 6'2", 210. Uh, you know, I know people have saying Hakeem Butler, different prospects. Uh, this is a guy, he doesn't have maybe any, you know, special traits, but he's pretty good at all. He's, he's a pretty good route runner. He's got good body control. He's got good ball skills. He wins at the catch point. Uh, 
So a lot to like about Xavier Hutchinson's game on top of his good production. Uh, we'll see what the, you know, where the consensus falls on him. I feel like draft Twitter maybe is more of a day three type guy. So if we start hearing some buzz about day two, that would be interesting for, for uh, you know, interesting talking point that if we start seeing that day two buzz, that'd be interesting. Andrea Ivosis at a Princeton. I learned, you got to get that pronunciation down. A uh, small school prospect uh, that really could see his stock rise. There are people thinking he's going to run a sub four three. Uh, great athleticism, track background, you know, acceleration, burst speed, very good ball skills with the ability to adjust. I think right now the the word is he's more of an early date for guy, but if he has a big senior bowl week, big combine, big pre-draft process, uh, we could see a small school prospect from Princeton really see a stock climb. Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss, uh, Really like him at the catch point. I think he's an outside receiver. He can play a little X. I think maybe Z is the best for him. I don't think he's, you know, got top level athleticism, but he's he's got really big hands. He doesn't draw passes. Uh he's got good footwork in out of his breaks. And I love that he tracks the ball well and can win vertically down the field, you know, adjusting, making catches at the catch point. And then Rishi Rice out of SMU, he might be the highest regarded wide receiver there. Uh, average size and frame, but good to very good athleticism, speed, burst, acceleration, explosiveness out of, you know, in the open field and out of his routes, good route runner, shows footwork, separation, quickness. He shows agility and elusiveness and yak ability in the open field. I think he's a day two pick can push for the top 50. Uh, big week down there for Dontavian Wicks. Most people before the year started thought he was a day two type guy. Virginia's offense really struggled this past year, but he's got good size. Above average athleticism and long speed, but it's all about the ball skills. I love the ball skills, the body control, the length, the catch radius, the ability to high point and adjust. He's got good play strength. He's got route running, creates late separation. He can win vertically. Really like Dontavia Wicks' game. Uh, Charlie Jones out of Purdue, six feet, 180. He's, he's locked in to be a slot guy at the next level, but average athleticism, speed, and birth, but I really like the rat running, the quickness, the separation quickness, the footwork in and out of breaks. He's very technically savvy, shows good instincts, very good hands. Uh, guy who we can maybe pencil him in as an early date for repick for a team that needs a slot-only type guy. He could be a guy that easily develops to a guy that catches 80-85 passes from the slot, one of the top just pure slot receivers in this draft class for sure. So there it is, guys, at the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end position. You know, those are the spots that I've had a lot of eyes on myself on these guys, obviously, since last summer and then throughout the season. A couple guys that I talked about I do got to get eyes on, you know, to get more of a a personal feel for. But, you know, I figured I'd keep it to that. You know, we'll bring people on to talk about what else is going down there at Senior Bowl, maybe some defensive guys that stood out, maybe some O-line guys. But those are my takes on the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. I think let's go through real quick. Guys who I think can gain the most at the quarterback position, it's Darren Hall and Jay Kaner. Can any of them rise up to maybe be a round three type guy? That would be a big momentum boost from the Senior Bowl if it happens. At the running back position, I think it is – probably Ty J Spears or Rayshon Johnson who have the best chance uh, at, I think, seeing their stock rise from this. I think uh, some guys, I think McIntosh is already locked in day two. I think Eric Gray is probably, you know, going to be a, an early day three guy. Uh, but I think Spears 
And I think uh, Johnson are guys that right now aren't being considered day two guys, but I think this could be the start of the pre-draft process that gets them to day two. Uh, at the wide receiver position, I will say uh, I think the guy probably who has the most to gain, uh, you know, Nathaniel Thale out of Houston, I think he'd show his versatility, his explosiveness. I think Xavier Hutchinson could maybe quiet the storm in terms of what type of athleticism does he have, you know, and can he be a guy who's a day two guy? And then obviously from Princeton, you know, we saw Christian Watson last year have a big senior bowl week and ride that wave of momentum. Uh, could we see it again this year with, with the Princeton wide receiver uh, if he has a big week down there? So those are the things that I think are standing out. And then tight end position, I think the guy who can gain the most, I would say is probably uh, Davis Allen or Cameron Lake too. I think both of those guys are probably taking it for round four, could have big weeks as the senior bowl. And then, you know, just to kick off the pre-draft process, can that get them into the late round remix, I think is to be determined. So there it is, guys, a little senior bowl primer with the offensive skill players. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about the Shrine Bowl. Again, even if you are maybe listening to this after the game has taken place, I do think there's some interesting prospects at the Shrine Bowl. So there was a couple that I did want to hit on. Uh, the quarterback position, Aiden O'Connell out of Purdue. Some people thought he was going to be a day two guy before the season started. Some even as like Dane Brugler thinks he could still be a round three, round four guy. Very good uh, ball placement, shows good accuracy, throws with touch and anticipation, can read coverages. A lot to like about Aiden O'Connell's game. Uh, the arm talent might just be average, doesn't have a lot of athleticism, but can win from the pocket. And then on the flip side, Dorian Thompson-Robinson out of UCLA, former big-time recruit. The athleticism is big time. He's got mobility. He's got rushing ability. Can extend plays with his legs. Playoff structure. A uh, lot of experience as a fifth-year senior. Intriguing dual threat playmaker. He's got raw tools. Uh, I think he's a guy that you're not hearing much about, but I could see a team taking Dorian Thompson Robinson around six or round seven uh, with just the way the, the NFL landscape is leaning with these quarterbacks. If we take it to the wide, uh, the running back position, three names there really stand out to me. The first one is my favorite running back there is Travis Dye. This is a guy who, yes, he's a little undersized, but if he doesn't get injured during this year, I wonder if he's at the senior bowl. Good to very good athleticism, speed, burst, acceleration. He's got lateral quickness, footwork, cutting ability, changes directions well. Very good to great receiver best suited in an outside zone scheme. I really like Travis Dye. I think he should be around, you know, around early day three, round four type guy. I'm not sure the NFL thinks that just yet, but I really think he could stand out this week due to his rushing ability and his receiving ability. I hope he has a good, you know, uh, I think he's a guy that I'm surprised is not at the senior bowl. Another guy that I think could have been at the senior bowl is Muhammad Ibrahim. Obviously, you know, this is one of Jeff's favorites. If he was here, he'd be pounding the table for him. Good short area burst, runs really tough, good contact balance, play strength, power, physicality. He runs through tackles. He breaks tackles. Always, you know, running with a good pad level, strong leg drive, you know, great college production, obviously injuries and, and long-term, you know, injury concerns, you know, is something with Ibrahim. His age is a little bit older, but I really like Ibrahim. And then Tavion Thomas out of Utah, great size and frame. I'd say the athleticism is probably average with the long speed, but I think he's got good short area bursts. He's got quickness for a big guy, uh, I really like Tavian Thomas. I think he's an intriguing day three guy as well. And then the two guys that I am just 
most stunned are there are Zay Flowers out of Boston College and A.T. Perry out of Wake Forest. It sounds like Zay Flowers got the invite there first, accepted it, and want to honor that by not switching to the Senior Bowl. But Ye's a little undersized, but good to very good athleticism, speed, footwork, movement skills, separation quickness, really savvy route runner, shows agility and change of directions, and yak ability in the open field. He's got body control. You've heard people throw out Antonio Brown comps. You've, you've heard some, you know, uh, Tyler Lockett comps. Zay Flowers is a guy whose stock is on the rise. I don't think he gets out of the top 50 picks. I think he's got a shot at the back end of round one, depending on how many receivers go. If not, first half of round two, he will be gone. A.T. Perry, 6'5", 205. Outside wide receiver that can get vertical. Loves to use his size and frame to create space at the catch point. He can go up and get it, high point the ball, win contested catches, uh, good athleticism, speed, burst, acceleration to win vertically. Uh, impressive with A.T. Perry there. Surprised he's there also. I think he could be another guy that could push to be a round three, round four guy there for for sure. A couple small school guys to keep an eye on. Uh Jalen Moreno Cropper out of Fresno State. Uh, so not, you know, a major six feet, 175, good technical wide receiver, good route runner. Uh, all about smoothness, shows good instincts, good t- uh, polish in his game. Uh, I like the athleticism. I think he plays stronger than, than his 175 pounds would, would indicate. Uh could be a guy that uses the Shrine Bowl to kind of catapult his pre-draft process. Jaden Hasselwood, formerly of Oklahoma, went to Arkansas this year. Really good year uh, from him. Another guy who's better at the catch point. Shows that length, the ball skills, the ability to adjust, the ability to high point. Hasselwood is an interesting guy. Uh, Dapery guy. Michael Jefferson out of Louisiana. He's number 10 on Mel Kuyper's wide receiver board. So I, I don't have much info on him yet, but I got to watch Michael Jefferson if Kuyper has him that high. 6'3", 202. This past year, 51 catches, 810 yards, and seven touchdowns. Uh, Demario Douglas out of Liberty. Really good route running. Uh, good separation quickness. Shows the ability in and out of breaks. He's another interesting guy there. Small school player. And then at the tight end, I'm really surprised Luke Shoemaker is there out of Michigan. 6'5", 250, uh, he's seventh on Dane Brugler's tight end board, ninth on Mel Kuyper's, very good size, frame is is average, above average to good athleticism and movement skills for his size. He's got good toughness, play strength this past year, 35 catches, 418 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, really developed a little bit as a pass catcher this year, and I think he's got a legit shot to be a round three, round four guy. I know Eric Galco directs the Shrine Bowl, was on, the Journey to Draft podcast last week, talking up Luke Shoemaker as a guy who could be a day two type guy. So between Shoemaker as a round three, round four guy, Zay Flowers is a round one, round two, A.T. Perry as a day two, you know, interesting, some interesting offensive skill players there. And that's not even talking about the running backs, Ibrahim, Thomas, and Die, who I think are all draftable players in somewhere in that round four to round six range, who all can be contributor players at the next level. Aiden O'Connell, Dorian Thompson, Robinson are interesting names. So I think I think there's some interesting talent at the Shrine Bowl. I'm excited to watch that game on Thursday night. I'll be doing some live tweeting, uh, talking about some of these players and some other offensive guys that really stand out for sure. 
So there it is, guys, a little bit of a Shrine Bowl primer, a Senior Bowl primer, kind of setting the stage with the quarterbacks, the running backs, wide receivers, and the tight ends. Like I said, hoping to have a guest on who was down in Mobile who could talk about a little bit more of the experience, maybe share some thoughts on some defensive players or O-line. But if not, I'll be back next week kind of recapping everything from the practices that I've seen, from the games, uh, and share my thoughts because a lot of stuff that will come out this week uh, to kind of give us a little bit better of an idea on some of these players, especially the small school guys. I love the value that the Senior Bowl plays. I think the Combine has value too, but I think the Senior Bowl putting guys from smaller schools or maybe ran certain offenses or schemes and putting them in this setting kind of levels the playing field a little bit. So I think that's an exciting aspect of the Senior Bowl. I'm looking forward to digging into practice film all week, watching the game, live tweeting during and throughout the game, uh, and then obviously come back next week, share my full thoughts. Uh, I'll also try to be tweeting out as I can this week as well. Uh, my thoughts on things that are happening down there, down in Mobile from the practice clips and everything else that is being discussed there. So guys, if you're enjoying this content, please get over to the website. SSfootball.com is the fastest and easiest way to get there. Check out the premium content tab. I've been doing a ton of work on the premium notebooks. The scouting notebook has officially been kind of separated to the draft guys or in separate tabs the draft eligible guys that did not declare guys like Blake Corum they're in their own they're in their own tabs now so it's very easy to look at it as like an offensive draft you know uh you know uh draft report guide you know just on the offensive skill players I I added like seven or eight more names that I started to create their profile I'm gonna wait to this the shrine uh the senior bowl and the shrine bowl kind of conclude get some eyes on them on some more film before I write their full profile, but you'll see spots for them already. I've went through, I've updated, I've made edits of different things, the draft projections, the fantasy spins stuff, other stuff that I've seen on film throughout the year would obviously more film uh, work to still be done. The rankings notebook has been updated significantly. You know, rankings are still very fluid in terms of that. I haven't watched enough, uh, Still a lot more film from this past year that will help me finalize rankings and tiers. And then obviously the rest of the pre-draft process, there will be movement for sure based on testing and stuff like that. Uh, and as more film becomes available, but the rankings notebook separated now, the, the rankings are just draft guys. The draft eligible rankings are no longer being updated. The Debbie rankings are in there. NFL rookie rankings uh, you know, following their rookie seasons are in there. The new wave of rookie rankings will be updated right after the NFL draft weekend. So a lot in there. And then you get the draft projections notebook in April, which will have, you know, tabs for every player, offense and defense it's ranked in, in order of based on everything I'm hearing on terms of how I expect them to come off the board. We have our big boards, the guys that we project to be the first 32 picks, then the first 105 or whatever makes up rounds one for three and then rounds one for seven. We've had tremendous success uh, and percentages in terms of getting the number of players right in round one, top 100 and rounds one and then the entire NFL draft. So if you're enjoying the content, I would love for you to check out the premium content tab. It is the lifeblood for us. So what's what allows us to continue to do what we do here at Saturday, Sunday, everything that we get from the sale of those notebooks goes right back into Saturday to Sunday to get the subscriptions we need, the server fees, host fees, 
So please, if you've been a long-time listener, please consider checking out. It, it's $9.99. You get access to all of this. Uh, it is the best way to support the show. If you can't uh, help us out in terms of purchasing the notebooks, please, wherever you listen to the podcast, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, follow the YouTube SS channel as well. All that stuff helps us out as well. So on behalf of our sound tech engineer, David Nicano, and myself, Enjoy the Shrine Bowl. Enjoy Senior Bowl practice and the game. And I look forward next time taking you from Saturday to Sunday.